0: Hey, hey, and welcome to Insurance Town. I'm the Mayor Heath Sheeran and the host of this podcast. Guys, if you're uh, an agency that's struggling uh, to keep up with the demands of of the markets you've got, or you need a new one, uh, you need a, a new carrier, smart choice is the way to go for you. I'm telling you, uh, they care about the agents. They care about the independent agency force. They love it. Um, if you're a direct, uh, if you're a captive, uh, if you're an exclusive agent, whatever the title it is, uh, and you're thinking about it, uh, switching, uh, reach out to smart choice. They can help you navigate those waters. Uh, they don't charge any fees, uh, at all period, not upfront, not monthly, not annually. They only work off a commission split. Uh, And, uh, it's not a, it's not a large one. They don't want ownership. Um, it's really awesome. And they don't make you bring all your carriers. You have existing underneath their platform. They only want you to work with the carriers. They bring you as far as the commission splits go and everything. So they do a great job. Um, I love having them as a partner in the show. Uh, they have so many good uh, employees and staff and people that are willing to help you every single day. SmartChoiceAgents.com. Also, uh, CoverDesk. Uh, man, I love working with them. Uh, they're just every time I hear from you, my citizen, thank you so much for hooking me up with CoverDesk. Having a virtual uh, assistant has truly changed the game for me. And they become a part of your agency. One of the things I was talking about the other day with one of my. Uh, one of my listeners was how their VA is like a part of their staff. It's part of their family. I know they're in the Philippines and other far away, but this day and age virtual meetings, things like that. They really are part of the team. Um, And they become your employee. They're, they're exclusive to your agency. Uh, It's so cool. Um, and that you can do that. And, you know, uh, it's just a cool way of doing things. Reach out to my man, Andy, or uh, somebody on staff over there at Cover Desk. Go to CoverDesk.com. Tell them he sent you, or the mayor. uh, They'll know it better that way. (laughs) Who's he? Uh, Tell the mayor sent you. Um, Guys, today I've got a very special guest on, uh, someone who's... uh, Good friend of mine, someone I care about, uh, someone uh, who is uh, doing some big things in our industry and who just made a big change. I want you to hear about that. Uh, John Bachman, ladies and gentlemen, uh, he wrote the book, Successful Adjuster's Playbook. He's going to tell us all about it, uh, and we're going to laugh a lot. We're going to have some movie references, (laughs) and we you know, drop some really fun stuff in here. I can't wait for you to hear it. Sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Mr. John Bachman.
1: Did you click the button?
0: <laughs> we're good. So, John Bachman, what's happening, brother?
1: What's going on, Mr. Mayor? How you doing, my friend?
0: Oh, man, I'm good. It's so good to have you back uh, in
1: town. Uh, how was your flight? Everything good? Hey, we're all good here. It, the only thing is, though, I'm, I'm still a little bummed out that I wasn't considered a nominee for sheriff.
0: Maybe there's uh, some
1: other like chief of staff for the mayor, something yeah, like that. Some role popping up. I'm... Anything, anything,
0: man. <laughs> I would love to have you on. So, uh want to make sure they traded you well. I'm glad you're back. Let's, uh, for those who didn't, you know, go back, first of all, and listen to the first one because he was amazing. Uh, but, you know, uh, we're going to take another walk down memory lane because you've got some changes in your life since you were last here.
1: Heck and yeah. I want you to yeah.
0: Update us in town. Let us know what's going on with you. Uh, let's just uh, take that walk.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, let's go back to the beginning of insurance, John. You're not going uh, diapers, are you? That's no, cold. no, not all, uh, not that far back. A little bit, <laughs> little bit closer. Uh, but worked for 20 years um, for two different carriers. Worked on the carrier side, mostly in claims functions, also customer experience both, uh, functions as well. Led some amazing teams, uh, some great adjusters as well. Um, and then moved over to the insure tech side where I was helping insurance companies, agency networks, agents, uh, redefine their customer experience through a platform um, that we were working on. And most recently, like you alluded to, it's always been in the background about jumping over to the agency side. And I, I finally took that leap in, man. So joined Norwood Insurance here in Groveland, Massachusetts. Um, I know you can't say Massachusetts, so I'll take care of that for you. It's easier to just say mass, too, if you just want to say that. Um, but uh heading up marketing over here, also producing and uh just uh grinding and binding. You know how it is. Grinding and binding. And Massachusetts, is it a CH in there? Massachusetts? There's, a, there's a CH, there's a double T, and there's an S at the end, too. <laughs> Massachusetts. Okay.
0: Uh i about to, I like Mass, you know. Uh, as a Red Sox fan, I always say uh, Boston Mass, uh, which I'm probably way off, but Either way, tell me Norwood Insurance. Okay. So, um, you know, not this is about Norwood, but tell me yeah. about, you know, did you uh, have a connection there before? What was, uh, what brought you Yeah.
1: There? Yeah. So Norwood Insurance, uh, the agency owner, Brian Cannell, great friend of mine, we uh, struck up a friendship a few years back. Uh, we met at a conference I was speaking at, struck up a friendship and we always talked about it on the side of what ifs, what ifs. And, and you know what? COVID hit, I realized that time with my kids, it ain't coming back. And we chatted a little bit more and we are like, you know, let's do this. And uh, yeah, it, it, for what he was looking for, what I was looking for, it was a perfect marriage here. And uh, the agency here, it's got some great history. But he jokes around that it's still it's it's a hundred and fifty year old, 153-year-old agency, but we act like a hundred and fifty-year-old startup. So we're jacked up about what's what's to come. Dude, 153 years.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, it, it cool little yeah. story too. The the yeah. agency actually was founded by a civil war hero. Um, I, that's awesome. Right. Right That's awesome. he, he, at Gettysburg. And he came back and started selling insurance. And it's been in. Um, so Brian's wife's family since the 30s as well. So it's got great history here. And he comes from a tech background. I come from the insurance experience background. And we're trying to put these systems in place to to really move to that next level.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. You know, it's funny because uh, prior to here, you were at Experience,
1: right? Experience.com, formerly known as Social Survey. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I was just on a group chat, you know, and Experience.com, I hadn't heard of it before until you, and now it's popped up in my life again. So that was cool. But so tell me real quick, uh, because I've been in claims offices. Uh, You and I have that connection a little bit. Uh, I've been on the carrier side, and I've transitioned to the, the uh, agency side. Um, did you have the same experience as I did, or not? What
1: was the transition to agency side as easy as you thought it was going to be? Well, we're still early here. We're only a month and a half in, so it's all uh, it's a learning experience, like anything in the insurance space. anyways, it feels like I'm learning something new every day. But now it's full on fire hose. I'm I'm, I'm, yeah, taking I'm not it gonna in. lie.
0: When I when I left the carrier side, and you know, I, I remember thinking the entire time. Oh, I could do that. You know, there, there's no, I mean, I could sell, you know, anything, you know. Um, you know, going back to my last podcast, talked about Tommy Boy selling uh, catching popsicles to a woman in white gloves. I could do that, you know, whatever. Then I
1: got to the agency side. I was like, whoa, this is a little different.
0: This is a and lot And then to go more. with
1: that that reference, then, then you turned into JoJo the idiot clown boy, right? Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, my, my pretty new pet. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was tough. Uh, all you yeah. agents out there listening, I—it's uh, tough, man. I don't envy you every day because uh, it's not the easiest thing. And so, uh, you know, I just remember thinking as a carrier rep, how easy it would be, and I could go out there and just kill it and write a ton of business. And I did well, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, but uh, it's a lot harder than you know some of these people make
1: it look. No, absolutely. I, and you know what, though, one thing that I found it a heck of a lot easier coming from the claim side is. I have those stories, man. And I'm so surprised that I don't see more claims folks going over to the agency or sales side because we had those stories. Yeah. I'm sure you had it too, where you had that that woman that wasn't properly covered and you're trying to explain, sorry, X, Y, and Z isn't covered and seeing those tears and, or those situations where, Hey, you had this platinum policy and thank God you did because now you have this covered for you. Having those stories and, and speaking to the people in person, man, it's, it's such a huge differentiator.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, you're right. Those no, stories do sell. And so um, oh, yeah. speaking of stories sell, yeah. Um, yeah. man, this is going to be a clunky transition, but I'm going to really try it. <laughs> speaking of stories sell, you, <laughs> knowing your story, you wrote a book. Uh, successful adjusters playbook. Uh, Yeah. That was super clunky. Hey, I I can't wait. I want to hear more about it. I want to hear, you know, first of all, talk to me about, you know, your journey leading up to that, and then we'll get into the genesis of it. But talk to me about, you know, the genesis after you tell me the uh, leading up to it.
1: Yeah. So let's talk about this book. It's something that's been kicking around in my head for years. and, And I've been chatting with people on on the insurance nerd side and um, on the 5am club side and having all these ideas in my head. And finally, Chris Stanley of IA Path. um, I actually wrote a couple of, co-authored a couple of books with him previously, but he finally pushed me. He's like, John, you got to get this out there. And and really what this book is all about is it's not so much the technical side. It's not how to be an adjuster to look at bent metal and fix a car or to climb up on a roof. That's not what this is about. There's plenty of resources for that. It's about interacting with the other human. It's the human to human interaction, the interpersonal skills, listening, caring, empathizing, because we're dealing with people going through the worst situation in their life a lot of times, and it's how to help them through that. Sure, it's the claims function is to process claims and pay out um, what's owed, but it's so much more than that. You're, you're helping people put their lives back together. And, and that's what this book is all about. And unfortunately, there aren't a lot of resources about that, where right. I think it's the most important piece of an adjusting job and we don't focus on it. So that's that's what the book is all about.
0: Now, are you remembering some of this stuff for uh, you producing now? I know you're producing now and producing is not about technical. It's also about building that relationship and that human to human interaction.
1: Uh, our, uh, Seth Zaremba said it perfect a few years back. He said, our business, it's a human business. That's all yep. it is. Oh, it's yeah. a human business. It's the relationships. That's what it's all about. Um, the technical piece. You're right. <laughs> the, uh, the technical piece. Uh, anybody can learn the technical, but it's, it's the interpersonal skills, the relationship building, that's the key. And that's what separates a successful adjuster or producer from the rest of the field. Yep.
0: hundred um, percent. So, yeah, that's one of the things that a lot of, you know, whether you're on the production side or on the claim side, that a human, human interaction, uh, I think is huge. So. Speaking of which, you know, uh, let's let's go back and let's talk about the Genesis of the book, and where it came from. Yeah. You know, you spit in your head, yeah. And then, yeah. Um, quick question yeah. before we get into that, um, you know, I'm ADD. Um, <laughs> were you always a writer? Did you love English class? Just something that you know you wanted to do, or you just kind of you had so heck, much up there you had to get it out?
1: No, heck, no. I w- I wasn't a writer at all, um, um, because of fear a lot of it, and I wasn't a reader. I heck, yeah. in in high school, if I read two full books, I'd be surprised. And college, if I read one book, I'd be surprised. Look, just being honest with you here. Um, So no, I haven't always. And really what it was, I I mentioned the nerds, the insurance nerds earlier. I mentioned the 5 a.m. club. And I realized that writing doesn't have to be formal. It can be just like I talk. And that's, it's funny that this book, if the editor, the first editor looked at it and he goes, John, I know you. And when I read this book, it's like I'm talking to you. The problem is people that don't know you will be looking at it and going, who the hell is this guy trying to write like this?
0: <laughs> right. I hear so, you. So
1: there is an audiobook version as well. And you might even catch me singing in a few chapters. Ooh. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, awesome. That is yeah, awesome. So I was so, never a big writer, but once people started pointing me in the direction of, you know what, of the blogging and articles, the agency side, writing those blogs, it, you got to have a voice to it. And once I got comfortable there, yeah, I, I would say I'm a much better writer and a lot more comfortable doing it. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: So talk to me a little bit about the book. Uh, tell me, you know, get, get into that for me a little bit.
1: Yeah, so um, the first first thing is okay. you, you got to step back. the notes. Yeah, we got to think about what a, a producer or direct sales uh, model, what they're selling. The only thing that an insurance company is selling is a promise. And and the promise is that the claims folks are going to be there when the shit hits the fan. How are we going to pick it back up again? How are we going to get back on our feet? That's it. That's the only thing that they're selling. Um, So we got to tell those stories a little bit better. For the adjusters, we have to understand that as well. We have to understand that we're promising to help them through their toughest time. We're not promising them that we're going to pay a check or we're going to do X, Y, and Z, what, whatever that is, It's is. We're going to coach them through. We're going to be the shoulder to cry on. We're going to be the ear to listen to them. And that's, so the top three things that I talk about in the book, I call it my big three. And yeah. somebody somebody can come at me with all the other big threes. There's only one big three coming up here in Boston. It was Bird, Parish, McHale.
0: Okay. That was the yeah. original no big three. No, I was going to say, you got to use those. Yeah, you're good. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but but in insurance, it's listening, caring, and empathizing. That's it. it. Listening and not, you know, a lot of times we listen just to how, how can we respond to this person. But when you start doing that, you formulate the response, you forget the next few things they're saying, and you might miss that, that key of what their true root problem is. You do that, you're lost. It's digging in deeper and actively listening. Caring is giving a shit you got to give a shit about what you're doing and the impact you have on their life. And then empathizing is to realize that, no, you might not understand what it's like to be in their situation. Yeah, you may have had the exact same point. I I had roof damage and they had roof damage, but I don't know what their situation is like. They might have some other crap going on in their life and how are they navigating that through? I got to be there to help them and I have to empathize with them to be able to understand their particular situation. If you take those three in every single claim, you're going to give them the best experience possible.
0: Yeah. You know, going back to movie references, uh, I sit here and I think, as you're talking all series right now, I'm thinking dumb and dumber when they're sitting in the <laughs> hot tub and it says, she so used to get mad at me because I wouldn't listen. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. And it's yeah, yeah. dead on to what you're talking about right here um, listening, empathizing, caring. Um, I use that line a lot. It's one of my favorite lines I quote. But uh, <laughs> anyhow, um, well, yeah, it's that on what you're
1: saying. I, I don't know if you know him, Pat Callahan, He's known as the insurance elephant out there. Uh, he might be at Insure Tech Connect. You might bump into him, but he's one of the guys I interviewed for the book. And he said it perfectly. He said, um, Listening, what it comes down to is you ask a question, then shut up. That's it. People are going to yeah. tell you what they're concerned about, what they're looking for. If they're confused, they're going to let you know if you shut up. Just don't interrupt them. And even when they're done, leave a little bit more space. Then go back and ask them again about specific things they said. And if if you didn't hear it right, they'll correct you. If you say, sure. "Hey, I I heard this," and you're wrong, they're going to let you know again. Um, so just listen and shut up.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I think that applies to so many things in life. I tell my kids the same thing. I tell you know producers that. I tell marketing reps that. I, you know, you're telling claims people that. You know, the biggest reason that so many producers don't close a deal is they don't know how to shut up. Yeah. You yep. can talk yourself out of so many deals and you can talk you know over a customer when you're trying to adjust their claim and really piss them off even more and not hear the whole story because again, you're going back to that story and you've got to hear that story from the claims from the claimant side of you know what happened you know and again, you got to shut up and listen. Yeah it, it, it's
1: funny. I, I've had a couple of people say that, first of all, that these con- concepts are so simple. Yeah, it, it's easy. If I give you all the concepts in the book. You're gonna go, yeah. No, no kidding. It, it, it's about putting it into practice. It's it, it's a lot harder to do than it is to talk about it. Yeah. Um, so that's the first key is understanding that you know what these concepts are very easy, but you gotta you gotta stay on top of them. I, I can say I'm listening all the time, but unless I'm actively listening and, and doing it, uh, I'm, I'm gonna slip. We, we all will. Um, so it's it's easy enough to say, not always easy to do.
0: Yeah it goes back to you know a couple of things that come to my mind when people say easy as pie have you ever tried to make a pie that is not easy <laughs> you know uh or my little girl most famously to me is you know she's eight now but back in the day um i would always say it, it's like riding a bike and she'd be like riding a bike is hard daddy and she would run into mailboxes she'd skin her knees and i think that's what's wrong her. she hit her head a couple of times but Anyway, um, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, it might sound easy, but it's
1: not. No, it, it, it really is. And, it, and there's so many things in, in, in our space that it's not easy and it takes a little bit to grind. And these successful people are the ones that are grinding. Um, it, it, and you know what? The other thing, Keith, uh, uh, Keith, is what they say when people have read this book, um, the early readers of the book, they said all these concepts, it's not just claims people. This could be any kind of businessman, businesswoman these concepts work across the board. So, Hey, maybe down the road, it won't be just a successful aggressive playbook. Maybe it'll be this successful playbook. Who knows? We'll see.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I think you're right. And that's what, you know, I was getting to earlier, you know, all these things you talk about, and uh, you and I are going to have this conversation a year from now, because you're coming back again and we'll talk about what has been like for you as a producer the last year. And you're going to be like, man, I'm glad I had that book that I wrote. Because so many of those concepts applied to sales, to marketing, to everything I've done. And I think it's huge. Um, one of the things that you you talk about in the book, um, uh, you know, you talk about the different roles and influences adjusters have on, you know, managing stress on their job. Can yeah. you talk to me about that a little bit?
1: Yeah, so it, it's a very real thing. You know, um, yeah. stress, uh, it, it burns people out. I, I still see it as a personal failure for myself. I Two adjusters that worked on our team um, had to leave. Uh, because the stress impacted them. One actually had developed a medical issue um, from the yeah. stress. Yeah, so it, it's yeah. it's tough. It because what it's happens real. is it, it it's very real, and not enough people talk about it. First of all, um, think about it. The only time somebody's calling an adjuster is when something bad went, went down in their life. And that Adjuster, every single call is dealing with negativity, negativity. And some people take that on. And uh, we have to be mindful of, of that and be aware of our, our own situation. Thankfully for me, I, I'm a guy who I can compartmentalize very easily. Not everybody's like that. So we have to think about different things. And I, I go into in the book of health and wellness and how that's so important to, to stay on top of things. A couple of tips, tips and tricks uh, to help people through, and uh, it's again, it, it's such a real situation that now under in COVID times, people are starting to realize that the mental aspect, and it's okay to talk to somebody when we're struggling a bit. So um, yeah, I jump into it not as much as some other folks. It, um, I mentioned Chris Stanley earlier; he published another book recently called The Burned Out Adjuster Playbook. Um, that's another one for adjusters to check out that it's, it's a full book on, on that. Um, but yeah, it's tough when I, when I see adjusters getting themselves burnt out, it it kills me because it can be such a rewarding career. And if you had the right mindset about it, um, and and you keep coming back to, I'm helping people, I'm helping people. It keeps you on that straight, that straight path. But when you're, when you're grinding out the claims, 12 claims a day during a cat situation, and you're seeing home after home being destroyed and these people's lives ruined, it might not always be an easy thing to, to recognize.
0: Well, yeah. And one of the things that you think about is, um, you know, that adjuster on the other end of the line that, you know, uh, is talking to those people every day. Uh, you know, they may be having a tough day themselves or they may have something going on at home and they have something. And then, you know, that comes out, you know, that could come on the customer. Or when you've dealt with this many claims in one day, I worked in a claims office for a, a big company out of Des Moines. And what, you know, I love this, you know, office I worked in because there would be times throughout the day that the, the manager of the office would be like, hey, let's get from your desk, get away for a minute. You know, let's have some lunch together in the break room. You know, let's go outside for a minute. You know, let's go join the smokers outside just to get outside.
1: Yeah. Look at some yeah.
0: greenery, get out from these four walls and just check yourself.
1: Yeah. So, I, a great concept and a great tip that a friend of mine, um, Uh, an adjuster friend of mine taught me way, way back when I was adjusting. And I mentioned it in the book is um, having a physical switch where for phone adjusters, that realizing that when you pick up that phone, that's a switch, it's turning on a new claim. And you got to treat that like it's the first claim today. And when you hang up, you're shutting off that claim. For field adjusters, when you open up the truck door, and you're going out to that inspection, and when you're shutting the door again, and you're going, you're taking that windshield time to the next appointment, it's, it's shutting it down. Um, it, it's taking those little tips and tricks to understand that, okay, that one I can compartmentalize. Like I said earlier, I can do that very easily. Some others can't. You need that physical reminder of, all right, I hung up the phone, that one's done. And I, I, I need to do what I need to do to end that transaction, but I'm going on to the next one now. I'm picking up the phone. That person deserves, it, it's my 12th call of the day. That one deserves just as much compassion as the first one, and if do you need to do these well, little tricks. Yeah,
0: that's got to be difficult. Like I said, I've worked in the claims office, but I never, you know, was on the phone with them a lot. What What are some tips that you could say? Whether you're again going back to cross any, you know, multiple there, but the you know the adjuster. What are some tricks and tips you can give to making that twelfth call? That's a lot of calls. And sometimes that twelfth call, maybe in the fourth hour you've been at work, or the third mm-hmm. hour you've been at work. Uh, what are some tips on that that you could give to hit that reset button and to give them the same empathy, the same care, and the same listening that you did the first one?
1: Honestly, you got to take care of yourself first. So if that if that eleventh call was one of those hell calls that customer beat you up, you're down in the dumps, and you hung up that phone don't jump right onto the next call. You, you got to take care of yourself. So like you said earlier, get up, take a walk, vent out. Um, yeah, another thing in these claims offices, you got to joke joke around a little. You got to have a little air of levity um, because if you don't, and it's serious all the time, it's going to burn you out. Um, so getting up, walking around, taking care of you before trying to help, it's, it's that old airline, airline thing. Put your mask on before you take care of others. And you need to do that. Um, and, and if you're not taking care of yourself, there's no way that you can give your best self to somebody out there that yeah, you're trying it's really to help.
0: Good. I wonder how many analogies and movie quotes we can give on this podcast. It's been really good. That was a good one. The airline analogy was good. Um, I, so- I, got
1: lots of, I got lots of them in the book too. I can't come up with my own damn thoughts, man.
0: <laughs>
1: it's recycled <laughs> okay. <the> cycle material. <laughs>
0: Guys, guess what? We're at a mid-roll, and I want to talk to you about my friends over at Canopy Connect. They are your one-click solution to getting all of those deck pages you need to quote your prospects. And not only that, now you can get uh, that one-click, that link to send out to your referral partners, to send out to whether it's a lender, a realtor, Uh, your mama, (laughs) your your B&I friends, your uh, networking groups, Chamber of Commerce, wherever you find your networking and your referral partners, you can create them their own customizable link that they can use as well. Those deck pages still come to you on your dashboard. Unbelievable. It's a great product. Uh, They've been with me since the beginning, and I'm such a huge fan of Casey, Robert, Tolga, the whole team over there at Canopy Connect. Go to usecanopy.com backslash Heath and check out your discount. Get you a demo. Do the whole nine. Hey, if anything else, just go check it out. Tell me what you think about my video that I uploaded on uh, the website. That's usecanopy.com backslash Heath. I'd be interested to see what you think. Let's get back to the show. <laughs> I remember, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you and I talking about this book uh, prior to uh, – first of all, when did it drop, and where can they find it?
1: It, it dropped um, uh, September 21st, I think, was the, the official launch. It was just around yeah. the corner. It's, it's brand new. Uh, it's in every format you can imagine, soft cover, hardcover, audiobook, where I sing – um, and the electronic version and okay. then you, they, Amazon, uh, it, it is the easiest way to find it is if you go to successful adjusters, playbook.com, yep. it has links to all the different formats, all the different places you can find it. Um, it's all Perfect. right there for you.
0: So I remember when we were talking about this, um, and we were, uh, even before it launched, uh, and you were telling me that you got an opportunity to interview some of the people that have influenced you and some people that have influenced the industry. That has got to be, number one, a cool experience. So talk to me about that. And then talk to me about some of those people that have guided you and have mentored you along the way. And then let's parlay this into a third thing, if you can remember this. It's a lot. <laughs> uh, but I teach my kids, I can tell you three things at a time. If you can't remember that, we got troubles. Third thing is maybe talk about mentorship, what that means to you, yeah. whatever order you want to get into. It's a
1: three-part So, so let's go back. I, yeah, I got to speak to some of the best minds uh, in the claim space out there. Um, I I can't name them all because I'll forget all of them. They're listed in the book. Uh, um, and I couldn't have done this without them um, because they're they came up with some amazing concepts that... I had ideas about, but how do, how do I word it properly? And and they helped me out with that. But there is a guy I want to single out. His name is Carl Van. He's he's down in uh, New Orleans, Louisiana. And this is an amazing thing because it's kind of what you alluded to of the influences I've had in my life in the claim side. But when I was a 22, 23-year-old adjuster, punk kid, didn't have a clue, I was sitting in a training room in Beverly, Massachusetts, just up north here, north of Boston here. And Carl was one of the trainers that we flew in. And Carl is one of those guys that trains um, carrier folks all over the country, flies all over. Um, he's written books. He, his big book that lots of claims folks know about, The Eight Characteristics of the Awesome Adjuster. That was like a Bible to a lot of claims folks. Um, thankfully, uh, I was able to interview him. And then even as it's crazy, he wrote the foreword for this book and to know that I'm sitting here as a punk kid, and then 20 years later, he's writing the foreword to my book and, and helping me through it. Man, no greater feeling. And I can't thank Carl enough for that, plus all the other uh, the dozens of people um, that I've spoken to. And, and again, these are the greatest minds in, in the claims space um, listed all in the book. Um, you can find them in there. Uh, I'm not going to do anybody any disservice. Um, The the other piece you were talking about is the mentorship piece. Mentorship is so freaking important. Um, Because if, if you're out there on an island, and this is even more so prevalent for independent adjusters, you can get caught on that island all by yourself. And you don't know, you don't know what you don't know but you might be grinding in the wrong way. You might not have tips and tricks that somebody else can, that has been doing it for 20 years that can say, you know what? You're killing yourself. Try doing this a little bit differently. Um, It's so crucial, man, um, to have uh, somebody in your life that you can not only look up to, but you can bounce ideas off of. And a lot of people think, oh, a mentor is going to tell me what to do. And it's absolutely opposite. It's the person being mentored needs to go to that mentor and say, hey, I'm thinking of X, Y, and Z. And it's either the encouragement or the accountability or yeah, switch it up, try to do this instead. That's what a mentorship or, or, or a very valuable mentorship is all about. It's not about telling somebody what to do and then go execute. It's being there, it's that sounding board. It's um, the accountability piece. It's, it's so important. And thankfully for me, I've had so many mentors and Reason I'm on the agency side now is because of those agency side mentors that I've had in in my life. Um, And those are the people that are going to push you to the next level. Uh, You can't get there by yourself.
0: I completely agree with you. And, um, you know, one of the things you, you talked about early on is it goes back to that human to human thing. And when you talk about the mentors, and one of the things that, you know, sounds like you're saying, I think, you know, it's good advice to hear is. It's a thing for mentors to be able to bounce ideas off of those people. To say, "I've got this great idea," and if you're you got a good mentor, they'll say in a polite way, "That idea is not very good. It's not going to work. That idea sucks." Depending on who your mentor is, you know, and they can be able to tell you that. Say, "Hey, you might tweak just this or just that," and then you got it
1: right. And and that that can be all. That's the game changer. That one little tweak that they say, "No, do it this way. Don't don't kill the idea, but tweak it this way." Yeah. And you'll see big dividends or they might say, kill that idea. You're out of your freaking mind, <laughs> which no, exactly that might be right. the case. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly
0: right. And I think in my personal opinion, and I want to hear your thoughts because I know it's going to be the same. Uh, if not, then we'll edit it in to make it sound like it is. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, uh, there's magic in podcasting. But I do think that everyone should at least have one to three mentors in their life.
1: Absolutely. I, I even think one to three is a little bit short. Um, yeah
0: he, I agree he, but at least that many. yeah yeah at he, least he, three in my opinion
1: yeah, yeah the people that try to do it their own and you know what I'm kind of stubborn too um where I think hey I I got all the answers I got all the um ideas heck no nobody does nobody does that's why superstars like Chris Paradiso Chris Paradiso has mentors they, he's not doing it on his own Dude, he may I he wonder, may look like Superman but if you listen to this
0: show, if you listening to this show, and and you're on this show right now, all right, if I were to do a, a raise your hand, if Chris Paradiso is your mentor, I bet there's probably 500. Oh yeah, Easy. I mean I'm raising my hand right now. I mean, oh. dude is yeah, I know he <laughs> is. that dude is just a legend. But yeah, you're right, he's got mentors. Yeah, John Bachman's got mentors. Uh, I, I've got mentors. It, it's it's a fantastic you know uh, thing, and it goes back to uh, another thing you bring up. Um, yeah, in the book is uh, networking uh, mm-hmm. and to build, you know, what you're doing. And and I want you to talk a little bit more about that because I'm a huge networking guy too. Um, so uh, let's go in, in our wheelhouse there on that.
1: Yeah. So first of all, on the claim side, a lot of people think we don't need to network. Um, if that's a sales deal. That Those sales folks, that, that's what they do. <laughs> those and, sales folks. That's funny. Yeah. And I, I think back. Uh, so I worked for the first carrier I worked for in the claims department. The company was about 500 people in one building. And I, I was, made it a point, I knew about 350, 400 of the people there. So I thought I was well-connected that if I wanted to think about something or, and I needed to bounce it off to of somebody, I had somebody here in the company, which, yeah, that was a good first step to know everybody there. But I didn't think I needed to step outside those walls. When you step outside of those walls, there are different ideas, and the diversity of thought of people is drastically different. When I left, so that carrier, we cared so much about the customer. It's a lot of the reasons I act the way that I am is because I was so influenced by that place. And I was, I thought it, it blew my mind to think that other claims departments were seen poorly. That. Oh, they don't care about the customer. They're just about the dollars and cents. I didn't understand that because I was only worried about my four walls in that company. Networking is so important for that, is to understand how other people are thinking about given situations. And if, if you're not going outside of your comfort zone, whether that's mentally or if it's physically getting outside the building, getting outside your region, you're missing out you're missing out on different ideas, different thoughts. Um, It it was crazy. I went to the Elevate conference put on by Agency Nation way back when. I was the only claims guy there that year in in 2018. It's it's a marketing conference for agents and I'm a claims guy there and people love the idea of it. And actually that conference is the reason that opened other doors for me to do other things. And those doors would not have been opened if it wasn't for that network that I developed. you need to be intentional about it. Um, and you got to think about what you're doing for the network, not what the network's going to do for you. Um, so that's something that networking in the right way is very important. You do it the wrong way and it's going to backfire. It really
0: is. No, you're 100% correct. And it's funny to think, you know, doing networking the right way because you're saying, oh, networking, you just show up and you network, but you have to be intentional in your networking. Mm-hmm. And intentionally seek out those people that you want to meet with or seek out, you know, people you've never met before or things of that nature. And, you know, um, it's funny, uh, my wife's in the industry as well. Some of you know or some of you don't. But if you've been in an industry event with us, we walk into a room and then we divide. She goes yeah. her way, I go mine, and we network. Because that way, at the end of the day, we meet at the back of the room, so to speak, and we talk about, take notes on, hey, did you meet so-and-so? Did you meet so-and-so? Did you do this? I was intentional in my time with this person, really got to know them and then, you know, it's just really cool to hear those stories. And uh, that's something that I don't think enough people do, uh, especially, you know, if you're not an outgoing, you don't have to be the most outgoing, yeah. extroverted person. You can still be intentional. And before you go, you know, uh, I'm going to get on my soapbox for a minute. So bear with me. Um, <laughs> so before you go to an event, you know, ask for the uh, the attendees list. Look for those attendees and say, okay, you know, John Bachman's going to be there. I've got to meet him. I just read his book. I want a signed copy. He's amazing. So you look for him and you say, okay, I'm going to find him, you know, look him up on LinkedIn, get his picture, find out what he looks like, go find him. And there's going to be a long line of people to talk to him. But once you get in the front of that line, <laughs> um, be so humble. But once you get to that, you know, front of the line, you talk to him, you know, be intentional, have some questions in mind, you know, have some things like that, you know, you want to talk to, or on the flip side of that, if you already know, John, you know, everybody in the room, find some people that you don't know, look them up on LinkedIn, find their face, go find those people and say, Hey, you know, I'm Heath and I've met you before. Tell me about yourself. And get to know those people because you never know that five years from now could be your mentor. Uh, you know, two years from now could be your biggest client. You never know.
1: Uh, you, you're dead on right there, Heath. The, the other thing I, I want to... uh Pull out about that piece too is uh, it's Hanley talks about it quite a bit of uh, giving without expectation of reciprocity. Uh, that's how you have to go into these connections of how can I help this personality? You know what? It's tough. I I struggled with this a little bit thinking about all right if a new adjuster is got to pick up this book and they're hearing that for the first time, they're going to think why? What can I possibly give Hugh Shearer? He's the mayor. He's got this podcast. People love him. He's in rough notes, for God's sakes. Um, <laughs> how, can I, how can I reach out to him? And um, Chris Stanley said it for me pretty well, that just because you're new, you can still give. And what that giving may be, it may be a like. It could be a share of content. It could just be like some kind words to say, I've been c- catching your content. Uh, I want to learn more from you. That's giving Heath a lot. It without even realizing it. And then just yeah. learning from that. Um, it, LinkedIn, as good as it is, can actually hurt you a bit. It, I see it all the time. People are just hitting the connect button, hit the connect button, hit the connect button. We need to stop doing that. And first of all, use the note feature of, hey, I, Heath, I caught your podcast. It was a really cool episode. I'd love to listen to you more and love to learn from you by being connected here. And then the next message shouldn't be trying to sell piece something either. Let's get away from that. Um, oh, yeah, it, it, It's too easy to do. It, it's very easy to do. Um, but let's be smart about the way we're using these tools that are making it easier to network.
0: Yeah, Mike, you get me on another soapbox. Uh, LinkedIn <laughs> is my platform of choice. I've said it before. If you know me at all, uh, I don't do a ton of social, but when I do, it's always... LinkedIn. Oh, what is that? Uh, I don't always do this, but when I do. Oh, the greatest, the the most interesting man in the world. Uh, There's another reference. But anyway, so, uh, but when I do LinkedIn, one of the things I love about LinkedIn, I can find John Bachman uh, or John Doe or Sally, uh, and I can look at their activity and who they've commented on, what they've said, how they feel about things. So by the time I meet that person, or decide I want to follow them, I know what they're about. Uh, yeah. I know what they feel about things. Or at least I know, you know, what they want people to think they are about. But it's super cool. And I think you could use that to your advantage too. Um, to not just hit the the uh, ad, you know, contact, but you could also not just like, but comment, get involved, get active. And you can also seek out certain people uh, or follow certain people that you want to comment on everything they put out there. Because again, that's going to help that person. And it's going to make you look good, and it's just networking two hundred one now, whatever one hundred two. Well, I don't know. Anyway, there's a lot to it. Yeah, no, know?
1: I, I I totally agree. I I would say that's the two hundred one or the three hundred one class. I'll, yeah, I'll give yeah, that. There go. yeah, yeah, you But it, it is it all as easy as it has made things. It's made things difficult on both sides for the person asking for the connection and for the people receiving it. Um, So let's be smart about it. Let's make it easy for everybody uh, to build our networks that way. And let's just be smart about it.
0: Yeah. I I do love going back, um, you know, rewinding back about five minutes when you did talk about, because I think it's, it's fascinating. When I go to, I'm thinking about it now when I go to networking events, I rarely see adjusters. Yeah. yeah. You know, you don't see claims people there very rarely now at the local PA events. Shout out to my wife and the PA. um, You know, (laughs) they have an award for the claims adjuster of the year. So there's always that one guy there. So if you see that claims guy there, you know he won an award. But, you know, other than that, uh, I don't see a lot of claims people. So if you're a claims person, listen to this show right now, sign up for an event, get out there, uh, get to know people, network, do what John says. Get him, John.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it's so true. We, uh, the the adjusters, there's a couple of big events every year, like PLRB, um, that's a huge claims conference. Um, but again, getting out of that comfort zone, just because you're an adjuster doesn't mean you have to go to claims conferences, right? You can go to a PIA, PIA event, a big I event. You could go to any number of events, uh, marketing events. It It's okay. It's allowed. You can do this stuff. Uh, it, and you'll learn so much on the other side. Plus you're going to be meeting people. You're going to meet people that, they may need your services. You may need oh. their services. Why not connect with these uh, these folks? Um, I, I love events. It's 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 a bummer that things have been shut down so much. Um, we're starting to see them roll a little bit more here in Massachusetts, and I don't, down in the south, you guys. I don't think you ever shut down, uh, but up here things are a little different. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, you know,
0: and I'm not sure when this will release, but, uh, you know, I'm assuming it's going to release. So I'll just say it this way. I just got back from ITC, great event. Um, and <laughs> I'm looking forward to IOA, uh, and some of the other events coming up. Um, you know, there's going to be, you know, it's going to turn before, you know, it'll be conference season again. So whenever you listen to this, you know, sign up for your local convention, you know, sign up for even a national convention for that matter, get involved, um, even if it, it's a, a virtual event, you know, get involved. I'll tell you one thing that I love, uh, and
1: John, I'll ask you, I don't know if you have or not, have you ever been to ITC? I did. I, I went a, a couple of years back. It, have you been? It's, okay. So it's, I just came back. <laughs> yeah, oh, 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 yeah.
0: So you know what it's like. Yeah. <laughs> but, but No, what I'm saying, what I love about ITC is they have this app, and they may not have it back then, but you can connect to people prior to the event and schedule meetings ahead of time, and you can network with these people. I've made – 57 connections before I even got there and they they already know me. They already sought me out. Hey, you want to be on your show or I want you to tell my story or, you know, uh, I would love for you to be a a consumer of my product, whatever it might be. And it's so cool. And I wish more events would do that, but if they do get involved in that, if it's a virtual conference, get in the chat rooms, get to know people virtually find a way.
1: Yeah. So, Back to ITC, when when I attended, there was somewhere like 7,000, 7,500 attendees. It, it's mind-blowing. The, the, trade, the trade show floor was two different rooms at the MGM, back when it was at the MGM. It, it's crazy to think the size and, and magnitude of it. Without that app, you'll never, yeah, you'll have the, the hallway bump into, which are so valuable anyways at any of these conferences. But if you wanted to have intentional meetings with people, if you didn't have that app, Forget about it. You would you wouldn't meet with anybody. Uh, yeah, so it's, I, it's crucial. And I've
0: got meetings. You know, I had meetings <laughs> scheduled from seven a.m. till nine p.m. and night. Just different things going on, or a happy hour, or this or that. And that's not even including the speaking events. That I can't wait to you know. I just enjoyed going to. <laughs> <laughs> they were so, so good. Much, it was so much fun, and it was so good. Uh, my wife and I had a great time, um, but. Uh, that's hilarious to me. So, uh, but again, if there's an event coming up, get out there and get involved, whether you're an adjuster, uh, if you're a, an underwriter listening, cause I've got some of those or you're a producer. Uh, and again, I I'll say this too. And I want to hear your thoughts too. If you're a principal uh, of an agency and you're listening right now, allow your people to get out to go to events as well. Uh, Allow your staff to go and see what's out there. Now I know there's people that have this scarcity mindset. If I do, they're going to get poached away or someone's going to get
1: get them. No, no, no. So you brought up the abundant scarcity. I've talked about this hundreds of times. If you run around life with that scarcity mindset, you'll never grow. Um, So I, I hate when people are, I'm scared to do this because they're going to leave or they're going to see something better. Well, if they're seeing something better, there's a reason for that. You know, um,
0: I've been to a thousand events. And when I do see producers from an agency, that's not the principal. They stay at the agency because they see value in that. Yeah. Hey, my principal allows me to get out and do this. He wants me to build relationships with the carrier reps, with the adjusters, with the you know vendors out there. And I get to meet other agents out there from other parts of the country or state that I can interact
1: with. This is a benefit, so
0: send your people.
1: Amen. Amen. I, I I can't say it any better. I can't say it any better. <laughs> Dude, I, you got
0: me on a bunch. Do you interviewing me or was I interviewing you? This is my soapbox, a lot of this too. Back to, you know, um, real quick before we wrap up, back to the um, – Successful Adjuster's Playbook. Uh, I, I shouldn't have gotten off too much of a tangent, but you know, uh, I want to bring it back home a minute. Um, you talked about the networking. Uh, we got into some of the other stuff. What are some things in there that that stand out to you that you really want you know people to read this book and get out of that I haven't mentioned yet.
1: Well, the only other thing that you, we really haven't dug into, other than so it's broken down to a bunch of different skill sets to provide the ultimate claims experience. Um, it's the interpersonal skill. Our, that's, that's the bulk of the book. And then a couple other things like avoiding the burnout, um, networking. And then another key piece is understanding that the role of an adjuster doesn't stop at handling claims. Um, it sounds crazy, but I, I refer to them as two different roles too. One is retention specialist. You keep that business around, it's more profitable for the company. Um, And number two, marketing specialists. And people go, how the hell is an adjuster a marketing specialist? Well, when you're dealing with third-party clients and they have a loss and they're dealing with your insurance company and you treat them better than their own insurance companies treating them, it's marketing. Now, all of a sudden they're asking you for, hey, how do I get a quote? You're treating me so much better than my company. They just said, oh, here's the 800 number for that other company. Go through them. If you wow them, all of a sudden you're bringing in new business as an adjuster. So that's two little things that I like to bring up as well is it, claims is not the only role. There, there's so much more than an adjuster can impact with their companies and, and their partners if they're an independent adjuster.
0: Yeah, I love that because I haven't thought about it like that. A lot of adjusters move the same way or even, you know, your claimants that it, it ends right there as soon as you know, you're done with that, claims over, you're done. But it, it goes beyond that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I dig into, before we even dig into any of the skills or anything, I, I say I use customers very freely in the book. So I say, who is the customer? A lot of people think that it's a policyholder, it's the insured. It's not. It, the customer can be a third-party claimant. The customer can be an attorney, a public adjuster that you're working with. All these people are are our customers and, and we have to treat them as such. Um, when you do that, it, you're going to see the results on, on your own work, but also beyond um, your desk or your truck. If you're one of those road adjusters.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, and that's probably a whole nother stress we didn't get into was those road adjusters and those uh, cat adjusters and those people like that's a whole nother stress altogether. Um, and we'll have to bring you back on for a third time and talk about some of that. Um, Cause I'm sure there's a lot there that we could unpack. Uh, but as we wrap up, uh, God, it sucks me to wrap up. Uh, let's just hang out all day. Uh, but, I'm down with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Let's talk about uh, how people can find you. We talked about how they can find the book. Um, yeah. You can re- redo that again if you want to, but talk about how they can find you, if you've got some uh, you know, contact information where they can find you on social, all that good stuff.
1: Yeah, so uh, easiest way to find me on social is on LinkedIn. It's uh, the backslash John Bachman, B-A-C-H-M-A double N. Um, I'm the only one without a number behind it. Uh, so you can find me there um you can find the agency at norwoodinsurance.com and then the book again is at successfuladjustersplaybook.com all right a uh, successfuladjustersplaybook.com
0: um it's soon to be possibly successful life playbook or you know businessman's playbook or insurance playbook for that matter i think there's so much in here that could you know translate to so many other industries could, you could plug in anywhere there, real estate. Uh, you know, you could plug in mortgage lender. You could plug in. I think you're onto something here.
1: Some some folks have said that, uh, but then that just you just gave me homework, Keith. That means like that sounds like a lot of homework that I have on my plate now.
0: I, I really I had such a good time every time we talk. It's so much fun whether it's on LinkedIn or in person or Zoom, whatever you want to call it. I enjoy it. Uh, I always do. Thank you so much for coming to hang out with us and enlightening my crew here at uh, Insurance Town.
1: No, I appreciate you, my friend. It's always a, a pleasure to visit. <laughs> yeah, dude, for sure.
0: Thank you, thank you, thank you for hanging out with us today in Insurance Town. I really hope that the content that John and I brought you made you a better insurance professional. Man, he's so much fun to hang out with. Uh, I can't wait to have him back. I really do think that uh, his book is something that will you know span different uh Besides just adjusters, I think if you're a producer, uh, if you're an underwriter, um, if you're, you know, whatever widget you're selling, if you're listening to the show outside the industry, uh, which I've got a few of those, thank you for listening. Check out the book. Um, And I I definitely think I'm going to do the audio version so I can hear him singing. (laughs) Uh, Anyway. Again, guys, uh, thank you so much. As I said uh, in in the past, I love hearing from you, my citizens. Uh, It means a lot to me. Uh, If you've never reached out to me, please do. If you have, please do again. uh, Heath at insurancetownpodcast.com. If you've not subscribed to our newsletter or to the show or, you know, left a review, please do that too. It means a lot to me. Uh, It helps my algorithms, all that good stuff. Please, uh, wherever you're listening to the show right now, hit the subscribe button, go leave a review. It'd be cool. If you want to do your own show, please uh, reach out to my friends over at Ready, Set, Podcast. Go to GetReadySetPodcast.com. They do all the heavy lifting. You just get to look good. Uh, Ready, Set, Podcast, turning your brilliant idea into reality. Thanks again, guys. I look forward to hanging out with you again next week.